welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews on Folk Roots Radio. We're all about the music and the people that make it. Coming up on Folk Roots Radio, the first of two hours of International Women's Day programming, and this time we're also featuring a great interview with Toronto-based vocalist and singer-songwriter Christine Schmidt, recorded at the 2017 Folk Music Ontario Conference, alongside new music from all female artists. Starting off with this song, this is Kyle Carey with For Your Journey. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Take the North Star for your journey Hanging low in the eastern sky For it's on the banks of Jordan The dead will come alive Take a token for the Iron chains to burnish gold Dropping swiftly in the shallows Where the dead absolve their souls Take a hymn book for the footpath Sing them low Sing sweet when you hear that hound baying, let your prayers lull him to sleep. Take the North Star for your journey, hanging low in the eastern sky. For it's on the banks of Jordan The dead do come alive Far ago They say that you could hear them Man of sorrow, child at play You followed though you feared them Pretty lady, bird of prey Made you say I do one day You taste your demons far away And they took the angels with the 
What's in your head? All those cruel words that they said They've been dragging you down for so long You don't always have to be so strong I just want you to know that you're beautiful Your face, your hair, your eyes, your thoughts I'll remind you in case you forgot You shine like the moon and stars above You give this whole world so much love Just remember to say some for yourself I'll play for you I don't know what else to do And I can't say I've been through what you've been through So play for you I don't know what else to do And I can't say I've been through what you've been through My name is Coco Love Alcorn. I'm Coco, 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 yeah. I'm Coco, Coco, Coco. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio oh, 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 with Jan Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with Kyle Carey, who travelled to Cape Breton and Skye in Scotland to further her Celtic music and Gaelic studies. From her third album, The Art of Forgetting, we listened to a beautiful a cappella, For Your Journey. And that song also features Rhiannon Giddens on vocals. A song of escape, For Your Journey, was inspired by the Gospel of Matthew, the River Styx and the Underground Railroad. We followed that with Welsh poet, writer and folk singer Gwyneth Glynn with Far Ago from her first solo album, Tro. And Tro is a Welsh word for turn. And finally, Hamilton, Ontario's Piper Hayes with her partner Carson Ritzy-Thorpe on Save Some For Yourself from Piper's first full-length album, Piper and Carson. And in the background, it's the instrumental Waitsfield from new folk supergroup I'm With Her which features Sarah Watkins, Sarah Jarrows, and Effie O'Donovan. And that's from their debut album as a trio, 
See you around. Next up, Christine Schmidt joins us at Folk Music Ontario to chat about her music. But before we get there, from Christine's first solo album, Good Dirt, rather appropriately, this is Hop on a While with me. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Here's the streetcar coming down. Oh, how I like to ride. Oh, into the exhibition rumbling down. Hear the firecrackers popping in the summer night sky. Oh, I'm on a while with me. Up on a while with me. How about a little ride on this particular dread? Up on a while with me. Well, the man in the moon and the stars agree. I was made for you and you were made for me. The first stop is a tunnel of love. Cause we both know that we're ready for a little hump on a while with me. That's Christine Schmidt with Hop on a While with me from her great 2016 album, Good Dirt. Christine is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio. Today we're at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and Christine played in our room last night. We had a private showcase room. We call it the Folking Cats Meow, and we play live music between 11 and 3 a.m. with a whole array of wonderful performers 
from Ontario and beyond. It's an absolutely fabulous way to enjoy live music at a conference where you realize the, I don't know, I, as someone who's on radio, you know, I just like the, the amazing wealth of talent that exists within the folk community of Canada. It just blows my mind to see so many great performers coming through. And it's great to have someone like Christine join us in the studio. It's great to have you here. I'm very happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about your music. I, I love the way you sing. You have that wonderful old-timey voice. You know, <laughs> it's a, I always kind of think that you should be dressed in a wraparound apron or something like that when you... You know, when you're singing, because it's just the, the, the sort of, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know whether it would be regarded as complimentary to say that it's it's a wonderful, lived-in, down-to-earth voice that you have. Oh, that's it's, very complimentary to me. Is yeah. That, yeah, you know, yeah. This, is a, this is a genuine voice of someone who's, you know, living her art. Is that a reasonable thing to say? Well, uh, yes, it's very reasonable. I like a lot of different kinds of singing, and I do sometimes sing in different styles than that, but it's my most natural way of singing. That's one thing I really like about the emphasis on sort of natural voice, which is what you hear a lot on things like field recordings and old Appalachian and country. Like it's kind of just whatever came out of people's mouths. They weren't really trying to sound too polished or whatever. And I, I, I thought that's a really honest sound. I coach singing as well, and really I'm just trying to pull that out of people. It's like that their own voice is worth hearing. So, Would you describe that as your own voice? So you say you can sing in different styles. Well, so. it's uh, it feels my most comfortable way of singing. But, I mean, I can do softer and more jazz style. Like, I can modify it quite a bit, but... When I started moving into singing that way, I just discovered it was the most natural and I had the most power and I was able to express myself more truthfully when I discovered that part of my voice would be a better way to put it. So, so tell us a little bit about your history in music because you've been playing music around the Toronto area for quite a while. Yeah, um, I come from Kitchener originally. And grew up uh, doing a lot of choral music, particularly harmony. I didn't really realize that I was lucky, but I, I did learn harmony first, which is a really invaluable thing to have. I, and uh, so that was great. Uh, various bands and, and styles of music before I moved to Toronto and kind of all over the place, like experimental, found object, like it, just all kinds of weird things. Also, some country and punk rock and all that. Uh, and then moved to Toronto just with the idea that if I wanted to keep doing music, I'd have to be there and met people doing uh, traditional country in Toronto and just kind of st mostly stuck with that from that point on. And you used to be part of the Backstabbers, is that right? Yep. Yeah. They had a, a weekly residency at the Cameron House on Queen Street. I stumbled across it with my sister one day shortly after we moved to Toronto. I went back uh, later, a few months later, and asked if I could sit in with them. And then basically I never went away and they invited me to join the band. So I think I was with them for about seven years. Uh, and then uh, we all sort of disbanded into different projects. 
So that was a, a really great introduction because I almost, within a year, I, I was on a weekly uh, show doing traditional country around the single single microphone the way, way it should be. <laughs> so more of a, so getting into to the old time feel. And, and you know, like, I, I love that idea that, you know, this is people's real voices. This is, you know, if they were singing in a coal camp or, you know, or, you know, in the, you know, Appalachian Mountains or something like that. This is how people would sing, you know. They they didn't want to sing like they, they were in an opera singer or singing in a musical or any of those things. Yeah. It was just their natural voice. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a bit weird because a lot of the people that do Appalachian and country now tend to put on, or it's sometimes you can easily end up putting on a voice like that. So it's something to be kind of careful about. But one of the things that dictates how people sound and how those vo those styles come about is environment environmental, right? So singing around a, a single microphone with a bunch of other voices in a noisy bar room, which is what we're often doing, you end up having to develop belting techniques, right? Which actually are kind of dangerous because it, if it, then it kind of does affect how you sing softly. You can damage your voice. But the way I sing is partly because I'm often having to sing over a lot of noise and having to cut through and get and and also to play like there's a lot of sound happening on stage and we're not using like everyone on a microphone with a monitor, you know. So you end up developing just the same way like. The history of recorded music, the singing styles in the teen, or teens and 20s, they favored pretty high voices because the recording technology wasn't sophisticated enough to pick up lower tones. But as soon as the recording equipment became more sophisticated, you started seeing people like the crooners, like Bing Crosby and... and Frank Sinatra with lower, more mellow voices because all of a sudden they could pick that up. So all of a sudden everybody was singing that way and that became a favorite voice. Rock stadiums, when people figured out they could make money in stadiums and pack all these people in, like from a business end, all of a sudden rock performance had to be super loud and, and, and singing in a certain style. So the style, like and the same thing with the mountain, like you could say, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what it would be, but I mean, it's like they were singing unaccompanied often so you get weird crooked songs and weird ways of like yeah or they're singing songs from memory and they're isolated so they, this, those songs develop in weird ways because so it, environment is uh, like a, a lot to do with how singing style well, it's funny you should say that because when i was listening to to good dirt there was times i thought well it almost sounds like she's singing on a bus you on know, a bus? On a, you know, that was the sort of style, you know, that you try to cut through. I, it, it's very engaging. I love it because it's, it's like really old time. <laughs> it's just funny it's on a bus. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it again and see. Yeah. 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 But it's like that is. Well, I was thinking an old fashioned bus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it is anyway, like it's worth it to think about why. I mean, because also especially because it's a tricky subject you know, cultural appropriation is such a big issue these days, and we are appropriating. I, I'm a, like it can be seen that I'm appropriating Southern styles, and I don't. I I had to. I, I've for years thought about this because we, you know, years ago get asked like people would be like, "Why are you singing like 
you know, uh, like stuff from Kentucky and that, like you're Canadian. And it's like, well, people in Canada, not necessarily me directly, but my grandparents listen to country music all the time. And, you know, the, the, those American country broadcasts and even, and old fiddle too, they all, they've, they've been in Canada for a long time too. We've, and more generally, I mean, it, music is everybody's to identify with. It's good to think about why, I guess, those styles connect with your own life and not just be imitating them or like, so it is, it is my own voice because I enjoyed singing before when I, when I started to use my voice that way, I loved, I love singing now. Like I need to sing that way. So you you don't feel it's cultural appropriation or anything. Mm. It's basically your expression of your voice through the material you choose to sing, which I mean, pays, I would say homage to the music of, of a certain age. Yeah, I mean? I mean, I do sometimes move into slightly different style, like, into, but again, it's kind of from the same period, like jazz from the 30s is another big love, and, and and things like Hop on a Wild with me and Deep in the Dark, like there's a few of Deep in the Darkest Evening, which is on the album as well, and I've got some newer ones that actually are modeled more on like kind of novelty songs from the 20s and 30s which is also appropriation because it's not my, I didn't grow up then, but I've, since I was a kid, those were songs and things that I really react well to, particularly well to music from early 20th century, but like 20s and 30s, whether it's jazz, blues, like I love country blues, really early country blues, country music from 30s, 40s, 50s, but not just that, you know, so like I, I, I love traditional I, I like all kinds of things, but there's just like something about that period that by writing my own songs, I don't know, it, like it's just a process you have to go through where something that influences you, you really have to examine why and then see how you can take that as a raw material or as an ingredient and then create something new. So you've used part of the old stuff, but you're not just basically copying it so you can just kind of keep doing the same thing. Like I don't want to do exactly the same thing or... We used to do that back. You try to just really replicate how it sounded. Right. You know? Uh, and I, I'm all about anything but now. It's like, I, well, if I find a, even if I do a, find a really old song that I'd like to do nowadays, I'm like, I've got to do this in how I would, not just try to sound exactly like somebody singing in the 1940s or 1920s. So all the songs sound good uh, to your songs. Oh, I yeah. And they're, they're all songs that you've collected over a period of time. Yeah, because I... Some of them were recorded on the Good Right Arm uh, CD, which was the uh, one of the bands I was in previous to uh, the solo album. So Get Your Clothes Off, Honey is on, on that album. But I'd basically been writing over a period of 10 or so years. Wasn't ready to put a record out, and it just really, it just became the right time. Chris Cool, who produced it and who also plays on it, was and is a very important mentor to me and, like, really just nudged me along to to make the album and and uh you know it's a it was a big sort of big undertaking so yeah so it's kind of weird because it does span a longer time and also my writing style changed and also my subject matter changed because a lot of the older songs were lots of sad you know waltzes and he loved me and left me things <laughs> and by the time I was ready to make the album I was really in a different state of mind so I was like really like you know screw you, I'm going to do what I want kind of songs. And so Hop On A While With Me, Deep In The Darkest Evening, 
and, and he like the, the, he held up his hat are all newer ones, and they're very different in tone to some of the sadder ones that are also on there that are older. Yeah. So they work together, but my perspective changed quite a bit over the span yeah. of the writing. Yeah. So the album was recorded with Chris Cool in the producer chair, but also other members of the Lonesome Ace String Band yeah. played on the album as well, John Showman and Max Heinemann. And I think you, you've sung with Chris Gould before, right, on his solo work? Yes. Uh, the most recent Tumbling River. Tumbling, oh boy, now I forget. But anyway, his most recent one and uh, his two solo ones, because I think yeah. they're still our only. One of my proudest things is to be on uh, those albums. Yeah. Let's play a, another track. What I'd like to play is the wonderful, he held up his hat and kissed me behind it. <laughs> you like that sort of, that's kind of like the novelty song Yeah, and story. also very much the the idea for that song was, I was reading, I, I read, I also read a lot of fiction, British and Southern US particularly, and also from the same time period as the music I'm interested in, and it's just kind of coincidental. And I also like finding books that may have been considered well-written and popular in their day, but that are for some reason out of print now, so kind of hidden gems, as well as some of the tried-and-true authors. And I don't remember what the book was, but I was reading something, and I saw that, that image of someone holding a hat up to kiss behind it. And it's something we... I was like, realized it was a really potent and memorable image in my life, and it's the kind of thing that would probably I would have seen in... 70s variety shows where they're imitating like silent movies because I think it was a silent movie thing like a modest like the you know the hat up before they kiss and I was just like oh that's such a quaint I, like I just really loved that image and uh, just wrote it down but then didn't, didn't do much with it and then that's one of the few songs that kind of got written almost all at one sitting oh it's the only song like I kind of just wrote a bunch of things out and then the next morning I looked at it and went Oh, like I, I had to fix it up a little bit, but it, it kind of, the story was, it, it's a story and it was sort of all there. So let's play that just now. This is Christine Schmidt from her 2016 album, Good Dirt. And this is, he held up his hat and he kissed me behind it. <laughs> and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. And I'm Jan Hall. Darling, I don't think you'll mind it. Hell, it 
Christine Schmidt with He Held Up His Hat and He Kissed Me Behind It from her wonderful 2016 album, Good Dirt. Christine is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're at the Folk Music Ontario Conference and a chance to catch up with some of the great performers that we've had time to interact with over the last two or three days. I want to ask you about live performance. You play mostly in the Toronto area? Yeah, I, I have a residency uh, performing in Toronto every week and then book shows out of town on the weekends a lot, usually mostly only in Ontario, occasionally into Quebec. And then, of course, if there are festivals, whenever there's a festival, I'll go happily go do it. Um, did a bit of a trip down to Nashville and, you know, wherever it takes. But I, ma- mainly Toronto because there's so much going on there. I live there, but I, I don't really need to stray far to, there's lots of great musicians to play with, and definitely audiences for like roots and old time music. Right, there, and I was yeah. going to say that it's really healthy from the the point of view of that old time country blues style. Do you play often on other people's albums? You mentioned Chris Cool. I think you yeah playing on both of his solo albums. Yeah, um, two, Chris's two albums. I was also on Simone Schmidt's project Fiverr. Uh, audible songs from Rockwood with the Lonesome A String Band, which includes Chris Cool. Uh, and that was a wonderful treat. Uh, we actually recorded Simone's album right before mine, and both we both used the same bands. And then I had her on the album, my album. She So we traded, like, I sang, I think, two or three songs on hers, and she sang on one song on my album. Uh, I also work with I haven't recorded with, but I work regularly with Jenny Whiteley and Joey Wright. They're off touring in Ireland right now, but uh, we're going to be doing some more shows this fall. I think that's it. I mean, I did stuff with Bob Wiseman years ago. Actually, there's the ghost of my voice on Corin Raymond's first album, but you, you, you could barely hear it. It's, there were a bunch of us singing. <laughs> so I don't know if he even remembers that. <laughs> when are you likely to head back in the studio? Do you have any plans to do that? Uh, not yet, because uh, although Jesse, or I'm working with Jesse Corrigan right now, and uh, although we've been for about a year doing shows regularly, I'm sort of waiting for the material to settle a little bit because uh, the next recording will probably be the duo maybe with another 
instrument. I'm sort of thinking about the instrumentation because I don't want to do it as an old time recording the way the last one was. Something. So it's more think. I have to still think about the what the color of the music's going to be. Right. Like it's going to be more stripped down. Sort of more. Well, obviously, it's more like our performance we did at the at the, the showcase. At the showcase yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and I think it's more because Jesse plays guitar and and sings, so you have more of that uh, duet album style. Yeah, uh, and uh, it takes a while to. We have a very good uh, connection in, in performance, and he's a very good friend. But it takes a while to, you know, when you see. Uh, family members sing together and it's often a very seamless blend it's like seems like it's one voice so jesse and i have a very great connection not specifically with singing but just the whole song like the more we work on it the tighter the match will be and the better the sound so i think it's like we're i feel like we're still in training to we're, to to i want to wait a bit till we reach the point where like we we were really ready to record i have enough songs to record yeah. for a new album and he and uh, like he he's been writing he uh he's a newer writer but he's got some really good ones under his belt so i i, I think like working out the details of that takes a little time good dirt i released when i was 49 and i was oh like, you're naming ages oh i <laughs> i am i have no I, i'm happy to name ages yeah. i think that's really important I was thrilled to have released it right before I turned 50, though, because yeah. it was hilarious that it took me that long to... Well, it was and it wasn't. I'm quite glad I waited because it would have sounded... I mean, I've done lots of recordings with other bands yeah, that I was in. The time. But yeah. I mean, that, something that had my own name on it, I really wanted it to be... I'm, like, yes, it took a, a seemingly long time, but mature fruits, you know, and oh. uh, and this next one... Maybe it'll take a long time too, but it's going to be that much better, in my own opinion. Like it'll be much more faithful to who I am and all and what I like to hear, right? So. And in the meantime, you and Jesse are playing shows together and yeah, and getting to to understand each other more as performers. Yeah, and it's a delight. I uh, mean, anyone who really loves singing and performing, pretty much once you're out there doing it. If you're having a bad day or whatever, you're good if, as long as you're doing it. But you can still have a bad time on stage and be stressed out and not maybe be paying attention or engaging or, you know, in the moment as much as you should be. But when I perform with Jesse, there is never a question of feeling bad or worried or stressed while we're playing. It's the most relaxing thing and thrilling at the same time. And so it's like a... That's yes, I will be, we'll be playing together lots. <laughs> uh, no, that's great. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? I have a website. Um, also, my album is up on Bandcamp, and there's a couple of YouTube videos of older stuff. We don't have anything of Jesse and myself yet. I have tended to operate primarily as a more live than anything else. So. I play every Monday night at a place called the Local Pub uh, on Roncesvalles in Toronto with a full bluegrass band. Jesse's often part of that. Also members of the Slocan Ramblers, Foggy Hogtown Boys, Lonesome Ace String Band, and past members of the Backstabbers and Good Right Arm. Oh. So it's a it's a and we get we get guests from all the like 
the Barrel Boys and mm-hmm. like all the sort of bluegrass and old time artists that are sort of from this area or people from the states coming through. Basically, we often have either guest players or or guest players dropping in from like you know Kentucky or whatever. So it's kind of a showcase in itself. So I, that's my that's every week, and then I'm going to be at a whole bunch of festivals next year, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so much great music in the heart of Toronto. And your website is Christine Schmidt. Oh yeah, Doug. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's been great to talk to you today we're gonna play one more track and i thought we'd play deep in the darkest evening because i love that and i love the way it sort of i don't know it rumbles along it's just it has that sort of real lived in feel to it well, i've lived it all <laughs> christine schmidt it's been an absolute pleasure christine schmidt with deep in the darkest evening from good dirt you're listening to folk roots radio at the folk music ontario conference and i'm jan hall Yes, 
This is Emily Millard. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. And sling, let them buzz and sting. I'm done with status quo. Let them talk, let them spin. Don't give up or give in. Let them cross and throw, let them punch. They don't know how to get under my skin. What they say about me, I don't pay no mind. When they talk about Let them snoop and gab, let them trash and stab, but I won't compromise. Let them talk, let them say, I do me and they do they. Let them bash and blush, let them hiss and hush, they can't keep me away. What they say about me, I don't pay it no Soldier 
Kerville Newfolk winner, Toronto-based singer-songwriter Winona Wilde, a songwriter who never pulls her punches with Pincushion Soldier, and that's a song about postpartum psychosis, and it's from Winona's third album, Wasted Time. 
Before that, vintage-inspired folk harmonies from Rosie and the Riveters, with Let Em Talk from their upcoming album Misbehave. And that's all we have time for in this hour. We'll leave you with a former busker, New York singer-songwriter Emily Muir with Waiting for Change from her third album, Worth. Remember, you can check out the playlist for this episode on the website at folkrootsradio.com. You can also listen to previous episodes of Folk Roots Radio there via your chosen platform. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. You can find me on Facebook at Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall and on Twitter at Folk Roots Radio. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. Been thinking a lot about change How it comes on its own my way.
Please remind us what we 